Welcome back to another festive holiday God's worshiping tithe offering holier than thou episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. Of this be your angelic choir leader, Patrick, preparing to venture forth into the unholy midnight mass as we uh, gird our loins against the devil's dues and joining me and decking these holes and swabbing these decks and firing the cannonballs are my four friends, Jupert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. How ye be, everybody? Yo, ho, ho, ho. Ah, ye be we. Yar. Uh, burn the Yarl log. Yarlsburg. Yar. The Yartide log? Yar. Yes. So if, the, if there was a pirate version of Santa Claus where the sleigh was a ship, what would pull the ship through the sky? Mm, dolphins. Creature. I feel, a whale. I feel like they're pretty close a whale. to... Like it'd be like a big whale. <laughs> one whale. Uh, one one, just one blue legs. whale. <laughs> Other humans? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Gross. Yo-ho, yo-ho. I hate that more than the rapey dolphins for some reason. <laughs> like I'd ra- I would rather go with the rapey dolphins than watching like six humans pulling a ship through the sky and then just like one other dude with a huge red nose just in the front like all that has butt. to be a record for for something that's getting cut out at this point like that, that is our record yeah. what is my Jesus. edit so enjoy yeah. that rebecca yeah welcome back this is a bit of a first here on the podcast uh in a holiday special for dead men roll no crits where we're going to be talking about these characters and, and do a brief uh, recap, kind of. This is almost the halfway point for the campaign. Not quite, but almost with now this episode, 74 episodes under our belt. Holy free holy. Wow. So, yeah, I want to take a moment, reflect upon that, reflect upon the past, kind of look towards the future. And this week's episode starts aboard the Tidebreaker as you all are sailing from the Devil's Arches onwards southerly towards Port Pale once more. The assassin Giles Hamish, you foiled, uh, your your crew foiled and, and sprung you out of jail, had a note saying he was to collect some poisons and report back to a place called the Jasper Leaf Apothecary. And the Tengu smuggler Corlan admits he had some blind drops off at that location as well. So a few days trip perhaps down south to continue on your investigation. But midway through this trip, it's stymied a bit as some of your crew comes up to you kind of midday. And there's, of course, Mahim the Naga, Killer, and Ichito Greg, Jack Scrimshaw, Contrabar, Shortstone, a lot of the pirates here, and they put to you all a, a, a proposition. Ishito Greg saying, Our captain, the scenes is how we've been on a run of good luck. Uh, we thought it fit perhaps make with a little merry and, and celebrate the end of the seasons, the lengthening of the nights. Miss Sandara Quinn, isn't it true? Right and, and, and honest like that this time of year, folks on land would give worship to Besmara. You know, thank her for the cessation of the the sea devil raids and the, and whatnot. 
uh, Sandara Quinn kind of peeks up and says, oh, well, yeah, the pirate queen, though, will she'll take offering any time of year. You know, we celebrate her daily by keeping the code, taking what we want. Uh, yeah, certainly. Certainly. Yeah, we've been doing that. But, you know, after the goddess uh, allowed us to pull that haul on the brine banshee, we've been rich beyond our wildest. And, and some of the hands here are worried that if we don't celebrate those good fortunes that they're going to turn on us uh, and turn at the, the worst time when we're out to sea. I've never been one to question the reason to throw a fancy party or have a shindig and get out the fineries. If, if, if my crew wishes to celebrate, then I am all for it, mate. Sandara, who, I, I mean, doesn't really, <laughs> she is a priestess of Desmara, but like, You've never seen her, you know, proselytizing or doing anything a, a priest of perhaps any other god and Galerion, uh, <laughs> any other duties that they've, they've had to do. You know, maybe looks a bit annoyed, but kind of shakes her head and is like, all right, fine. Yes, no, we'll we'll have a, a moonlight mass and, and, and a feast tonight in, in Besmara's honor to, to honor her and... Well, indeed, we'll crack open a keg and share our wealth, even that's all right with uh, the rest of the officers here. Aye, right. indeed. As the daughter of a follower of Desna, I think it's important to pay homage to our goddesses whenever we have the opportunity. And it seems like a good time. Yeah, lots lots of ceremonies in, in the Desnan church that, uh, that you've not really seen <laughs> amongst the quote-unquote faithful of Besmara in your time and in the shackles. It's kind of a weird religion when you when you look at it from that way. Uh, it, is Hanto got any opinion about uh, drinking and making merry? <laughs> it seems like maybe that's all that the pirates do? <laughs> They're setting aside a special night for it? Yeah, I think he would probably be uh, curious as to what would separate tonight from any other night. But um, oh, well, aside from the, you, the the focus on reverence, do, um, do you say that out loud? It's like, well, no, tonight we'll have candles and incense, <laughs> right? No, while he, we drink. He, but he definitely doesn't have any uh, objections or anything. But mm. um, yeah, he. Uh, I I've I've put some thought into uh, his. Uh, clan and uh, and their version of of a spiritual uh, connection, and it's just kind of like it's homebrew. It's it's nothing that exists inside the pantheon of of Pathfinder. They did a great job in Mwangi Expanse, kind of expanding, you know, outside of just like here is a single god, mm-hmm. <laughs> and here are like very much based on like Roman Catholic traditions, like sure. all the different ways or variations sure. of, of worship. You know, we in, in the Pathfinder 2 ebook for Mongi Expanse, there's a good deal about, um, you know, pantheons, which ha- have been explored in the Lost Omen books already, but also um, different like ancestor worship and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think that amongst the Eruxi, there's probably good amount of differences between clans and mm-hmm. tribes the, the the plan that the, the sorry the uh, the the idea that i had for the salt foot was that mm-hmm. they're they're very uh they they do a lot of ancestral worship and uh they believe in the memory of those that came before 
and the thought that they're not gone until they're forgotten and uh and as a method ma manner of respect for for those that, that that die um their tools their uh clothes anything that they used uh in life continue to be used because it's disrespectful to to just let it go to waste mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the belief is that uh some part of that ancestor's spirit is inside that item which is why hanto even though he doesn't use his father's spear very much hangs on to it because it was his spear and it would be a waste to just leave it behind so mm -hmm. just... so there's there's no salt foot tribe like goodwill store that would be like sacrilegious <laughs> right 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 and actually i was gonna i i, I pondered at one point because remember when we went to the um we went to that crypt and we opened the sarcophagi and there were like magic mm -hmm. items in it oh yeah like, yeah I, I pondered whether I wanted to even bring that up or not. And I, mm. I, I ultimately opted not to, but like to him, that's like extremely confusing. It's like, these are incredible items. Why would you just leave them here? Like, why would, oh, yeah. why wouldn't they want their, those that come after to, to have access to this stuff? Why would well, they choose to be buried? Seems, seems they very did. They wanted to like you addition. to have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, right. So uh, the ship, why she is a flutter with the news of this upcoming feast and, and people you know are skipping and singing as they they continue on their their work for the day um yeah Seth in, indeed I imagine Honto has seen other kind of gods uh you know maybe some of the the larger human settlements the pirate settlements you've been to have had like large churches which might be as uh, an oddity as um as besmara who from what you can tell like maybe there's some small shrines and things but there's no like centralized church to the goddess you know you've not seen like these other gods you know the the larger lavish centers of of, of worship where you see a lot of humans in particular kind of flocking to whenever you're you're in one of these larger settlements like Quint or Port Peril. What what do you think Honto's uh, impression of, of Besmara is? I don't think he knows. I mean, like, it'd almost be impossible for him to know nothing about Besmara mm -hmm. um, at this point. But uh, I think most the way that she's brought up, it does just kind of ring true of maybe Mwangi um, superstitions, you know, like... Mm -hmm don't step on a twig or mm -hmm. your un uncle will have bad knees and that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. I guess like uh, Seth, the player doesn't really know a lot about yeah. Besmara. So uh, it would be difficult for me to comment, I guess, on <laughs> <laughs> how, well, how the character feels. Yeah, no, keep, keep yourself and your, your character. If your character's in the dark, you know, don't Google. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you're, continuing on your your duties for the day uh rosie cuswell will come up to you you know maybe as the sun begins setting here and she's got a huge stein of beer in her hand even though you know technically she's still on on deck duty but uh people have already begun bringing out kegs and, and candles and things and spreading them across the ship and she's like oh i'll say that or honto uh uh we've a sail together uh for nearly nearly uh nearly a year or so uh you know since that rough patch on the the wormwood uh, i've i've always wanted to ask you i've wondered about you know when plug had you in that hot box uh you know who 
who were you reaching out to there? Were you, were you saying your prayers to any any god of of your people, or you know, did you happen to call out Besmara's name, hoping hoping for aid? Kind of thinks about it and says, "It's hard to believe it's been that long." Oh, yeah, it's it's been about seventy four adventures so far that we've had. That's how I count them: <laughs> weekly adventures. Strange unit of measurement. Uh, <laughs> some of I, them weren't even with you. Some of them were with, you know, some of the other crew members, like Kovic and Aussie. Yeah, you and I wasn't there. even involved. Whatever. <laughs> I watched from afar. <laughs> I, 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 I listened because I am a I am the appropriate tier of Patreon supporter. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. Um, he just shakes his head and says, "No one in particular." I, I had at that at that time, I had very little faith uh, in in my visions, my my dreams, what what ultimately sent me on this this path. But I think I was, and that in that moment, I was using what was left of that belief that that was what was supposed to happen. I understand. I, you know, ever since. Uh... I saw you wallop on fish chumlets. I was rooting for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wanted to, to tell you that I did. You know, I I, I prayed to Bismar. You know, they'd take pity on you, or or maybe they'd uh, they'd let you out that box, or you'd be able to smash your way out yourself and, and get out to sea. Um, but yeah, perhaps Besmara heard me prayers, mate, because indeed the you know she landed ye the strength uh, to smash that son of a. A beachcomber's face in uh, the moment we mutinied and, and took the ship. You're able to to help us help us. Then I I got the feeling that this wasn't your first press ganging. You'd, you'd been on a ship before, maybe. Yes, a long time ago. You seem to have a, a bit of a chip on your shoulder for pirates and the like. Not obvious, hmm? <laughs> well, that's the good thing about Besmara. You know, she she doesn't care if you you smash every single ship that you come across. If you have a mind for a pint of vengeance every once in a while, and she'll be happy to see you through if if that be your cause. Hmm. I, I, I have to say that if we cross paths with Harrigan and any of his crew again, well, I'm excited to see if you'll do to him what uh, you did to Plug. No matter what happens, I'm sure that he will come to realize the error of his ways. <laughs> oh, uh, there's a bit of a scurry on the deck behind you as she tries to, like, she jostles her drink. She's like, ah, uh, and, but you can see behind you brought forth from below deck. looks like a large sack of hay dressed up with a, an eye patch and a, a jaunty hat with a, it's a, basically a stuffed sack painted like a parrot on its shoulder. Oh no, Honto, don't look now, but it's an evil pirate with designs to take over the ship and put us all back in shackles. Uh, what are you going to do to him? I am far too sober for this. <laughs> it's it's like a little little punching dummy that they they've brought up here for you. Wait, who who's bringing this up for? This is weird. Great question. <laughs> I think the 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 most whimsical of the crew. We're talking Flotsam and Jack Scrimshaw and Bartleby. <laughs> Maybe is there too. Uh, I'm just listening to all the short people on the ship. Contrapar Shortstone. <laughs> they they're they're holding this dummy at what looks like arm's length, 
as they're worried to get into the the danger zone of you taking a stab at it or a punch rather so i mean <laughs> it's it's a bit of a ridiculous situation both for me and the character i think mm-hmm. so like there's just a bunch of people holding up a straw harrigan right now yeah it's just kind of like a nameless pirate <laughs> dummy but sure. indeed obviously you have some some major fans here on the ship as you know the the master at arms who they've not really seen bested in a, in a combat before so sure they're they are looking perhaps for you to to put on a show to start off some of the the festivities and punch this dummy up okay perhaps maybe even expecting more than a simple punch yeah so i think uh sensing this and uh maybe turning around and kind of looking up for a moment searching for what what kind of meaning could be behind this he'll, he'll smirk a little bit but uh get some distance and uh in one motion he will start to swing his tail and use the momentum of that to whirl around duck low sweep out his leg kick up and do a full twirl in the air before extending his leg and removing the head of the of the dummy oh, with goodness. a foot. Oh, this, this sounds scary. I'm glad this is just a dummy and not one of my NPCs. Uh, uh, we, we can make it an NPC real quick. Just like <laughs> I can animate construct. Animate construct. Oh wow! What's this? Is what it's like to be alive. Ah! <laughs> I will avenge you, father. You see the little parrot like talking on his shoulder. Uh, no, yes, you you obliterate the, the dummy's head and uh, Rosie's got her hand on top of her drink, you know, covering it from the straw flying all over the deck as people clap and cheer. She'll say, oh, yes. Good job, Ponto. Besmara. Well, she says it's okay. You destroyed your chains. She would have been fine if you had destroyed that sweat box and every stinking pirate ship in the fleet if you mind to. That's that's how our lord <laughs> works. Uh, who knows well, how many ships she, she sent to the bottom of the sea herself. Well, if we end up doing that, I mean, you'll have to ask the captain, ultimately. And our ship will be the last. Uh, the three cheers for Anto. The scariest scales on the shackled sea. Hip, hip. All right. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't have. Uh, it sounds weird, me like proposing it here and then <laughs> right. doing it myself. Three cheers for Halter. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, three cheers. Uh, um, he is visibly uncomfortable. Obviously, so you you walk away from this as soon as scenario. as soon as he senses that it's socially acceptable to do so, <laughs> whether that's that it's accurate or not. It's whether it's when he senses it's socially acceptable to do so, he will start to he'll just duck out and try to find some privacy somewhere. Yeah, I mean they're they're like mostly twelve year old boys and in this party who are are watching it, so their attention span very short. They move on to uh, day drinking, heavily day drinking, (laughs) Uh, and and you indeed walk past uh, Scrimshaw Jack as he pulls a, a a pint. And walks up to a Candoso, kind of nudging you on the shoulder as as we get into a twilight hour, the the sun descending and, and lighting up the sky with oranges and pinks. Why, hello, Candoso, sir. 
Hey, you've been rather chipper this trip since we pulled that treasure up from the brine, Banshee. A copper shelling for your thoughts these days. Ah, yes. Well, it's uh, it's been a little been a little easier out on the water since uh, since I've I've laid off the the heavy the heavy rot gut booze. So much smoother sailing. I'll <laughs> say that much. Ah, oh, well, you can have whatever liquors you can afford these days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everything except water <laughs> that's not safe every, this is, this is my PSA for all listeners never drink water <laughs> unless you heavily rum it and put oranges to fight right. off scurvy that's right scurvy oh yeah, well, there's a bit of a skull but uh, we're, we're tracking some kind of chalaxian vessels we is here in the shackles uh, don't know much of them devil worshippers myself but you being from Ramadun, perhaps you have a, a, a greater understanding of them. In it, <laughs> I've uh, I've met him once or twice. Yes, we've uh, crossed paths. Oh yeah. Say. Oh, I've seen the destruction they've wrought on other ships, like those folks we done rescued from the Vorse Fang. Indeed, uh, they, they just were like willing, that. They were willing to burn them men's alive and and drown them. And that worse. Th- that don't. Oh yeah, I don't know what them devils be up to. <laughs> them Emsoi, I don't like them. Yeah, it's. I think the. I think the, the the devils are rubbing off on them. Hmm. Well, between you and me, are are we going to take out some of them pirate hunters? It, it felt good to to drop those naval goons back then, but are, are we are we hunting a, a bigger ship? What say ye? Well, Jack, that'll remain to be seen. But if I have my way, that's exactly what we're going to do. All right. Uh, I know we're 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 celebrating Besmara, uh, but they say that well, your people ain't got no time for gods, for only man's law. I, I reckon that's though not too different from following Besmara herself. Did what 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 kind of religious beliefs does Candoso have? Does uh, does, does he follow kind of uh, Ramadum traditions or? It is now. It's more of a. It's more of a. Um, I'm trying to remember what the actual word for it is. There's a. There's a Spiritual proper. Or yeah. There's sort of naturalist a, kind of. Yeah. It's sort of a, like, a, like a proper word for like the you know reverence and worship of the uh, the natural world. Atavism maybe. But not um, not like the actual green faith, which is more which like is a different thing. Yeah. Northern Druidic orders and, and stuff like that. I mean, there's right. definitely followers of the green faith in the shackles. There's just not. It's not as big, um, right? Right. It's a. Uh, it's yeah, it's more like a sort of a natural um, worship of nature, but specifically worship of storms and, in particular, the Eye of Abendego. Oh yeah, a naturalist like yeah. My grandpappy used to call them practitioners of the green, right? Uh, I ain't seen you care much for for trees and the like. You you say you like the storms. Like is a strong word, Jack. We, uh, a person needn't like their God to follow them. A person needn't love their faith to believe it. Well, I don't it's know. just what is. Don't know all about that, but you sound pretty smart to me. Mm. Well, this, this water's to you then. Well, yeah, I, glug, glug, glug. <laughs> I, I've seen you take to the water pretty well for someone who's supposed to have his head in the clouds, uh, I wonder if you'd help us out a bit, though. You see, Sandara wants the entire deck clean for the festivities, but 
me and the swabs want to save our energies for what the the liquor drinking and the the dice rolling uh are there any incantations or potions or lotions that you can you can cast to help us swab the deck i'm actually looking at my looking at my spell list right now. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. no <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have nothing in the way of a uh, water-based spell like a I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got some, I've got some, uh, some hydraulic pushes. Yeah, I can. Oh, yeah. I can, I can, I can create water a certain number of times per day. They will be happy to have any help. Uh, I'll also uh, purify food and water for them, oh. so that they can have some, some uh, enhance some victuals, so they can uh, have some nutritious meals to help them through their work shifts. Uh, I always wanted to ask this, but I don't know much about magics myself, Scandoso, but. What would have happened if you were to cast that spell on a bucket of peas and poos? Would it be good to eat? Well, let's find out. All right, let's go. Ex- <laughs> let's go explore. This is my favorite holiday. We, 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 me and Jack go back to the poop deck to experiment. <laughs> That's not what that is, but you can go back. <laughs> it's where our buckets of pee and poop are, right? <laughs> that is where it's kept. Uh, Alaris, you're, you're, you know, finishing up instructing the crew as you see Candoso and, and Jack kind of run towards the back with a chum bucket. Uh, your, your final duties almost done before the festivities as there's a, a tug you feel on your, your belt and you turn around and you see from behind you kind of standing, looking another direction. Uh, Kalki Tarun herself seems to be surreptitiously trying to lift the scabbard and blade right off your, your belt loop. Indeed. Trying to thieve you in broad twilight. What, what do you say when you catch her? Yeah, nice try. Roles have reversed. Need I remind you of our very unfortunate encounter in, I think, like episode one. <laughs> oh, oh, the I've, first I've... of our very adventures. I'm sorry, Mrs. Delcarin. The, the lads put me up to it. I, I wasn't meaning no disrespect. And, and back maybe uh, 20 feet behind her or so on the deck, you see Owlbear and, and Chartreuse Charisse kind of behind some barrels laughing at at uh, Kalki Tarun. Oh, oh, well, they said if I can't pilfer a blade off of an officer before the night's through, then I'll, I'll anger Besmara. And I don't need any more bad luck this year What with what's happened to me. I'd be more worried about angering Alaris. I, I, I understand. I understand. I wasn't going to take it for, for goods. I was going to give it right back to you. But why that's that's what Besmara would do is take what she wants. Yeah, I've got friends around here. Don't make me sick owlbear on you. No, no. Well, he, he was one of the ones that put me up to it. Uh, they, they all try and take something off of... Uh, Ambrose group once he's good and, and hammered but uh, they said uh, I, I could turn my fortune around if I were able to steal something off of one of the hardest peoples uh, to steal something off of uh, well I, you failed it seems that your fortunes are just the same as they were it's a nice try per, perhaps worse uh, this this year's been downhill you know ever since I, I got on Barnabas Harrigan's bad side and well I told you my sob story, and I understand you, you, you don't care that much, but he turned me out of bed, and well, that's when the other officers started, uh, well, they, they stopped treating me with respect, like and I told you. I went down to lay in my bed one night, and they poured pitch 
and tar all over it and, and cut up me pillows. And I was at me wit's ends. Then when you all caught me, I was so angry at myself. Uh, I just, I, I didn't know what to do. So I was I was going running back to Barnabas Harrigan. I, I, I should have just took the money that he had given me for the sleep and poison and port peril and, and taken it and ran. She seems pretty, pretty down on herself. You've definitely seen her <laughs> uh, in positions of power on the Wormwood, but here she seems, she's lower than low now that she's on on your crew. Can I sense motive? I can make a perception check for you, yeah. I mean, she just tried to steal from me. In good fun. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that Alaris was such a stick in the mud. Yeah, what, <laughs> are you trying to determine if she's you know, playing you or, or telling the yeah, truth? Yeah, she play because she's done this before, right? She's given us this whole like, oh, I'm so I'm such mm. a victim here. Like, is she just yeah? Is she just trying to pull one over on me? Yeah. So I mean, as you're listening to her, you're not terribly sure. You know, she either could be like well deep into to character, or I mean, her, her story could be ringing true with you. you know, you're could feel bad for her if you wanted to to believe her it doesn't seem like she is i mean she's not in like tears or anything right now she's just very contrite and and kind of glum so um fortunately take take from that what you will doesn't seem like you can get a great read on her but i mean uh, if you want to you know confer with uh chartreuse and owl bear they can confirm she was was uh, put up to it and suggested that she steal from you. The lack of crocodile tears is mm. the very perhaps least. a good sign. Oh, okay. I was about to say, at least squeeze some out for us. But yeah, you know, it makes more sense. What, well, uh, make me, uh, I actually have roles for your character tonight, Rebecca. Make me a maybe society check or some, some uh, make me an intelligence check of some sort <laughs> something you you want to roll here from her story society is good for me it's intelligence Ooh, based good. it's a 19 oh i don't want to tell you how to roll your rolls but we probably won't have other rolls beside this if you do want to read can i hero it, point that oh yeah, i'll re-roll yeah, it for let's sure. re-roll it gotta do better than a five right oh that's much better that's 27 yeah, so something of her story maybe sticks out as, as she's like walking away. Um, she purchased poison in Port Peril. You know, what, what was used to press gang you all and, and take out the the, the bar full of, of sailors. And she was trying to do again. Uh, she said she got in, in Port Peril. And Port Peril is, is or is not where all of these people have been told to take the poison to. That's the drop point. Yeah, it seems like a, a pickup and drop-off location for this assassin, for a courier of information, Corlan, indeed the Jasper Leith apothecary. Is that something you'd bring up with her? I would. Uh, do you know anything about some sort of, some sort of trade situation involving poisons in Port Peril? Oh, well, the, the poisons I had to, to get, uh, I, I got a special note for, I, I would take to a place, uh, down, down in the, the, the trade district, uh, forget its name, but there's a, there's a, it was a creepy witch woman that I met with 
and I, I had to get past uh, a number of doors and upstairs and she had a number of of uh, of people guarding the place it looks like it was it had a lot of very expensive things inside but uh I, I didn't like this lady's eyes this this witch's eyes was I could tell it was a type of woman that would put a knife in her own sister's skull uh, as soon as she'd look at her and it shook me good just just taking a look. I, I think she was uh, I mean, there were all kinds of snake skulls and things around her, and she wore some fangs on her neck. I think they call them uh, uh, Vidurgian priestesses. But I, the whole place gave me the willies. Smelled of death and decay. Did we go to this woman's place in Port Peril? No, this is not a place we've been. Oh, it's a, it's where you're on your way to, perhaps. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm sorry I tried to pilfer from you, Alaris. Back on the Wormwood, I understand you, you reached out to me and I, I treated you like dirt because, I mean, that's how I saw all the other officers treating all the the swabs. And here we are, roles reversed, and, well, you're treating me a sight better. You know, I would have had Scourge try to, to whip you for stealing from me, but you, you're not going to make Honto... Uh, beat me up, are you? I'm I'm awfully afraid of the the scaly man. I think you'll find the tidebreaker is a, a bit more, a bit friendlier. Uh, the we blade... we manage things a, a bit differently from from Barnabas Harrigan I, and his crew. I I can understand, and you've you've made a a sight more gold on your ship than I've I've seen him make in the same time. But I I should have known you you've. You keep that blade close to you at all times, and it, it looks like it's worth a small fortune. G can I ask from whence you got it? It's my most prized possession. It's It was a gift, actually, from my uncle. He's the main reason that I am on this ship today. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Would, uh, you know, if you have some free time, uh, could you, you perhaps show me some tips on, on thieving and sneaking and the like? I, I do want to try and get better at pilfering. Uh, I, I won't be stealing off any officers tonight, I swears it, but if, if I do, I'll make sure to return whatever I take in in, uh, in due time. In, any pointers from from uh, from so one officer to a former officer? So long as you intend to use the skill against people who are not on the tidebreaker, you know, against foes, not friends. Yeah, we can we can set up some lessons. Owl bear perhaps overhearing gets jealous and runs up. It's like me next. I I wanna I wanna know how to be a thief too. I wanna change from barbarian to, <laughs> to rogue. Multi class, multi class. <laughs> that attack of opportunity with opportune backstab and oh. uh, no. He, he just goes like, <laughs> I try to pick their pocket. You roll the one, you fail, and they notice you. <laughs> I fly into a rage. Yep. As as night settles on the the ship, and the the songs start being sung, and, and wine and beer broken out, we find Eucassius in your your stateroom, perhaps preparing for festivities. What kind of clothing would Cassius wear for a, a feast, Bismara? Do you think you'd be you changing out your regular sailing clothes? I mean, he's definitely in his high fashion fine jacket and uh <laughs> he he has perhaps procured a you know he has a adventuring hat which is very you know more rugged and 
um, designed to withstand bad weather. And then he has his high fashion fine hat, which is, you know, not, don't get me wrong, it's no Tessa Fairwind hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not on that level, but it, it's, it's of a similar vein. It's a tricorn hat that has exotic feathers in it and uh, like, you know, uh, gold leaf woven into it as well. And a, a lot of just different things that he's also adorned it with, you know, knickknacks he's collected over the adventures. Can you imagine if your hat got so large that you had to have like Jack Scrimshaw carry it like a, a train, yeah. like a, a, like a I, dress train? Uh, like it all of a sudden required you. a strength score, like a minimum strength score? <laughs> yeah. It's, it slows you down. It, move, it slows your <laughs> movement speed I'm encumbered down. when I wear my hat. <laughs> it's difficult terrain with, with the hat on. <laughs> your head is just like your neck is not back. Behind it, yeah. The, the 10 feet behind the hat is difficult terrain. Right. As, as you're going to your your jacket to, to put it on you know near your your dresser on a hook uh, and you get closer to it you see the chalaxian blade gifted to you by aranax and dimion and it seems to perhaps without even the ship moving kind of tilt and kind of angle your way as, as you walk closer to it and all of a sudden you hear water rushing in your ears the taste of sea salt on your tongue as you look down your waves your tattoos are crashing on your arms and everything kind of turns a, a bright red color and uh something inside you compels you to reach out just grab that blade and and draw it forth but i mean every other voice inside your head seems to conflict with this instinct you know your lizard brain instead tells you you should if not lose this thing destroy it you know never touch it again here for just a moment i don't know maybe maybe it's the the feeling of of some kind of taboo or addiction that you just you want to both have it and not at the same time but before you can make a decision there's a loud rap at your chamber doors josh oh enter yeah before you even say that of course opening up you see uh in in very fine Revealing silks, dressed up probably a, a little nicer than than she normally does here on the ship is is Sandara Quinn, a a vintage of fine wine and a couple of cups in her hands, and says, "Care to celebrate Besmara with me before we start the official celebration? I like to call this pre-gaming, <laughs> if you will." Ah. Aptly named, uh, of course. There's please, please pour, pour away. Many a captain that would love to drink with a uh, a living, breathing priestess of the pirate queen, such as myself. So consider yourself duly honored on this most auspicious of feasting nights. If there's one thing I've always counted myself as, it is it is blessed. So. I will add to my numerous blessings. And that's what I like about you, Cassius. I could tell at the moment I saw you, some of the jerks on the ship, well, they don't believe in her might. <laughs> they don't believe in, in Besmara's ways. They're just a superstitious. They're a cowardly lot, I'd say. They'd pray to any god that gave them a scrap of gold or a might of power if they'd meant they'd not have to kowtow so much or 
bend their backs and work the rest of their lives. But that's not what Pesmara is about, is it? You and I know that. And she pours the drink, a very quick pour for you and a long pull for herself. Aye, Pesmara is, is many things, but one to reward those who pay her tithe in their most dire moment. She is not. She did come to my aid many, many years ago, and she pr- answered my prayers. And I knew then that I would walk her walk and sail her ships in gratitude forever after that. And from what you told me, love, you've reason to thank her thricefold than I. She not only pulled the poison out your veins on, on bone rack, but she pulled you out of the eye of Abendago multiple times. I mean, there are not many sailors that can say that. Just true, I believe. I believe she had a hand in, in all those things, as well as I believe she has a hand in unfortunate events that have happened as well as we as as close to the code as i do keep i feel like loyalty to to me crew as my younger years i was not quite as adherent to and perhaps more frivolous with their lives than i i should have been but i hope now i have course corrected they made their decision to follow you the same as i did from the moment i met you though i i could tell you had the the mark of her on you there's something in your your step, your swagger. You know, I, I could tell that <laughs> even when you were stripped of your, your weapons and your your nice nice coat, I, I could tell you were captain material. And I, I believe that she saw that too, and maybe it's why that we were put on that ship together and you know, why I'm still sailing with you now. But you gotta wonder what what be her end goal. What what are you sailing out here for? Are you looking for something, Captain? Aye. I believe that it is, it is true that I, I am a bit of a treasure hunter, and there are items which I do seek to acquire, but whether or not those play into Besmara's scheme, that I, I do not know. But with all the talk of Chiliac's spies and the rough the shackles may be seeing under the decline of leadership, I think that Besmara's eye on this these three seas is fixed. We have a role to play in that. I feel certain of it. But where those winds take us and what our role may be, that I cannot see. She kind of cocks her eye and takes a, a long drought, uh, puts her hands, you know, together uh, in, in like a circle and, and places them on top of your head. It's like Cassius the Pirate King. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, eh? Cassius laughs and he says... It would make for a striking photo for sure, but I have a hard time seeing myself sitting on a throne surrounded by advisors and pirates that play part politician, part pirate. I prefer prefer this chair, I prefer my ship and the wind. Uh, she plants a, a kiss on your, your cheek and there's definitely a huge mark there. <laughs> it's just like nothing but blood red, uh, uh, wine stained lips. And she's like, uh, oh, we, we best not uh, drink this entire bottle. They, they, they're waiting for you. If we tarry any longer, they'll start telling tales. I guess the, the crew will be expecting a bit of a show from me with, you know, all the magics and the like, but they'll be wanting some words from you as well, Captain, you know, seeing as how you've gone through the, all the trouble of allowing this shindig to go forward. Aye. You be right. Let's get to making the, the words and the sparkles as it, as it be. 
uh yeah as as you head on out and assemble on the the top deck there every single pirate has you know either some incense burning or a candle a drink in their hands you see Mahim on tambourine accompanying Rosie on her fiddle but most of the the chatter quiets down as you I mean all all of you all the officers can kind of gather and and listen perhaps to a, a quick speech from Cassius something something to, to raise everyone's spirits oh. no, no pressure Tyler just come up with a speech <laughs> yeah, yeah no problem uh yeah no Cassius uh walks maybe he walks up to the where he's kind of standing on the railing with the ship's wheel behind him and uh, he says tonight we pay tribute to the pirate queen herself to Besmara for the fortunes that we have been given but remember mates Besmara as much as she watches over our adventures here our fortunes are made not just by the grace of gods but by our own hard work by taking what we pirates see fit to take by being loyal to the ship and the crew by following the code turning and trimming our sails into the wind that most favors fortune continue to follow these winds with me one day perhaps we will sail the endless skies like the sea wraith like mesmara herself and then cassius walks to the edge of like the ship and he pulls out you know some some gold trinkets some things and he holds them out over the railing and he goes for my part i thank mesmara for bringing me this crew for giving me a chance to seek my fortunes and i pay her my tribute and he drops the gold into the sea itself mm. and then turns back to everyone and says now make merry and feast the only thing that can make Besmara happier than a load full of treasure is a load full of good bellies and some fun pirates games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the crew, including Sandara herself, who follow you to the edge of the ship. And, you know, some are bouncing their coins off the, the railing. Some are, are pitching small bags of, of coppers and silvers into the water. But uh, a lot of people here indeed do you guys are invited to do the the same <laughs> that uh, th to be honest uh, i had a speech for sandara because he didn't want to <laughs> tyler but you literally said just about like everything <laughs> i was uh i was going to uh, uh i'm gonna play the i'm gonna play the the lead nugget toss oh yeah the grease pig or whatever <laughs> that'll that'll have to be though uh, a complete separate side episode to play those games again <laughs> uh, a tale for another time here on the dead men roll no crits yarg 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 that'd be a very quick besmarin holiday episode yarg uh, yeah, what are you doing listening to us uh, go 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 do some something with your family I, I forget this comes out before or after. Unless your family's a bunch of pirates, in which case, maybe don't. Or unless it you're will... on a road trip to see your family, which would be a good way to listen to DMRNC. <laughs> and if we're if we're really late, then it's it's the next holiday that's coming up. <laughs> well, I was about to say, our freebie captains have a good Fourth of July. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that'll that'll do it for us. Uh, uh, I. Uh, this came to me 
late last week, I think after we finished recording, I was like, oh man, we are coming up. Maybe we should do some kind of holiday episode. Indeed, this episode was each of your little side story discussions are based on the domains of Besmara, you know, destruction, trickery, water and wealth. And uh, well, a, a happy Besmaran feast to you all or merry end of season's tidings. Guys, thanks for for playing with me tonight. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. And happy Besmara days. <laughs> uh, and to our listeners, thanks for, for listening. Uh, I like making up fun little uh, religious kind of explorations in Galerion world. And Besmara is a hard one because not... Not a ton out there already, but this is pretty much, this is close to uh, uh, Besmara uh, High Holy Days, (laughs) just getting drunk and and singing songs on a pirate ship. I mean, that's, I think that's one of the fun things about, definitely about Besmara is that they're not a lot of rules, so you really, as a... It's like an Outback like, Steakhouse. Oh, as, yeah. Yeah, as a, <laughs> as like a, a character <laughs> and, or a DM, you're really kind of free to just, hey, I'm just going to make this this thing, and it's that, and and that's that's fun to do. All right, that'll do it for us this week. We'll catch you all next time on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Yeah! Bye! Good night. I blew my nose.